Huh? Folk, no. <laughs> Serving. That's the title of my message. I jumped out of the book of James this week so we could talk about serving. We really wanted to honor people today. Now I know, I, I, I know some of you really, being givers is your serving. And that's awesome. I, I love that because we, it takes money to make the world go round, right? So I want to thank all you that continue to tithe and bless this church. It's a wonderful thing. All right, so we're going to read out of John chapter 13. We're going to start at verse 2 and go to 5 and then jump to 12 and go to 17. So I'll let you sit today if you want. Otherwise, you can stand for the word. You know, I mean, we've been up and down. John chapter 13, verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and then he had come from God and was going to God. Rose from the supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. For... I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Well, dear Heavenly Father, as we dive into your word today, I pray that Lord, your challenge would be heard today through the word of God, and that, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts today. Give us an open heart today, God. Let the Holy Spirit just speak to each one of us, and we thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. All right. How many of you have ever done something that you were asked to do but didn't want to do it? <laughs> I know Tim didn't want to fix that toilet last week, probably too. <laughs> That's happened to me a few times around here. You know, um, I came to this church in 1975 when I was 14 years old. So I, I grew up in this church and there's been times when I've been asked to do things that I didn't really want to do. You know, um, they asked me when I came back to the Lord and I was walking strong. I mean, I always came to church, but when I came back to the Lord, when I was coming to church, because <laughs> I know that people can come to church and not be in the Lord. They can be doing their own thing. So when we came back to the Lord after a few years, they asked me to teach a marriage class. I thought, marriage class? My marriage isn't that good. Like you guys know that, right? My marriage isn't that good. I mean, we're working on it, but hey, it's, you know, it could be volatile. <laughs> True. <laughs> and so I said, well, who's going to write this stuff that I'm going to teach? And they said, well, you are. I said, you know, I only went to Corona High, you know, I mean, come on, it's Corona High. And they're like, no, you can do it. We'll buy you any book you want. You can do it. 
man, I, you know, I, I didn't want to say yes because I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like I was a good enough representative to, to do it. But God had me do it for five and a half years, and it was great. I mean, I was one step in front of the people, but God really blessed my obedience to do it. Because, man, I didn't ask. I, I didn't want to do it. I just, because, uh, well, really, I didn't feel like, you know, my marriage represented well enough. You know, and not that anybody ever knew it at church. You know, it's like, we don't know how good your marriage is at home. We just see the church. You know, you come in, you smile, you, you snuggle up to each other, and, you know. I can remember times walking into church, and I'd go to reach for Delana, and she goes, don't hold my hand. <laughs> I smile. Are you sure, honey? Come on. Come on, just hold my hand. Okay, look good, okay? You know, because we fought all the way here. And then another time, Pastor Dave called me up and he said, Ron, we'd like you to be youth pastor. Now, when I was young, I was a little rowdy. So they asked me to go speak to the kids once. Go speak to them. Just see how it is. I came back to him. I said, I'll probably kill him. He said, you don't want me. I mean, you know, there was, there was like 130 kids there that night. They, they talked over here. They talked over there. And I'm like, I'm going to kill somebody right now. You know, I, I just like to, talk, I like to preach with a ball in my hand, you know, so I could throw it. <laughs> Not off on me, huh? <laughs> but the kids, they talked, talked. Oh, man, I was so, I, I went to Pastor Dave. I said, hey, listen. I said, you remember when they, they cast lots for that 12th disciple after Judas killed himself? He says, yeah. I said, I said but a lot of people think that Paul was the real 12th disciple, uh, apostle. He says, yeah. I said, well, I feel like I'm the guy you're casting lots for. So I'm going to pray for you that you find that Paul. <laughs> and I left it at that. Then he calls Delanda. He says, I need to meet with you guys Friday at noon. Delana calls me at work. I said, I have a job. I didn't want to meet. I said, bump it up to like 3.30 or something. So she bumped it up. And uh, so we came. And, and all the staff is sitting on one side of the table and we're sitting on the other. And I'm thinking, what did she do? <laughs> well, you know it wasn't me. I love to make you laugh. <laughs> so they're on the other side of the table and they, they have this stack of resumes. Because we had a big youth group, you know. I mean, it was up to 450 when the youth pastor quit. They were bringing in somebody once a week and it was down to about 150, you know. And, and um, so they say, you see these stack of resumes? I said, yeah. And they said, well, we think you're the one. I said, I didn't fill out a resume. <laughs> and they said, we think you're the one. I'm like, I don't want to be the one. And they said, why don't you want to be the one? I said, I don't like them. 
I said, when I went and talked to him, I thought I was going to kill him. It's just not good, you know. Pastor Dave says, are you called of God? I said, well, you know I am. You've prophesied to me. He says, are you anointed? Are you anointed? I said, you know I am. And he says, well, then God can anoint you to do this. I was running out of answers. Then I had one. I said, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Probably good. <laughs> huh? Excuses. <laughs> well, I, then I got a good excuse. I said, I know, because I was on the board. I said, I know what you pay a youth pastor. I can't live on that. I said, I make this much, you pay this much. So he fixed that. He goes, oh, we can't pay you. Well, this is getting better. Can't pay me, huh? I said, no, no, we don't have the money to pay you. I, I, I was literally, Susan, out of excuses. So there I am, going to be the next youth pastor. I said, all right, I'll start first, first Wednesday in May. This is in the beginning of April. I had to resign my position at my company and hope that they would still keep me on. I took a $1,600 a month cut in pay. I, I, just, I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, man. But I said yes, and I, and I came and, and did it. And then so I was in a, a meeting here at the church. We did a Sunday night. Another church had paid for Pastor Dave to go to Toronto when there was a move of God in Toronto. So when he came back, we did a service with all of them. And so we're all here on a Sunday night, and God is moving. People are all over. Pastor Dave praying for everybody, and I'm catching all these people. Power of God is just moving. And then it was him and me. So he prayed for me, and down I went. For an hour, I cried on the floor right here. I left a puddle of tears. And God said, you will do this till I tell you otherwise. I went. He said, they'll either change or they won't come. So Delanda and I started praying for the change. And we stepped into it. Being youth pastor was the only ministry I ever walked away from and I cried. It just, it was so hard. Because when they trust you, they'll, they'll give you their whole heart. So, you know, now I'm moving along and I'm, I move from ministry to ministry. I was doing young adults, small groups, men's ministries, altar workers um, at that time. And so I was doing all those ministries, and I had a full-time business. I had a business that I'd opened, and I was working my business as an injection mold maker. And then the, um, the joy group person left. Pastor Dave calls me and says, I need you to be praying for a joy group guy. I said, I'll pray with you, just know it's not me. <laughs> I mean, I was already over four ministries and I have my own business, and I'm thinking, what can I do? I, can, I, can, I don't have time to do that. So he calls me the next day. He goes, Ron, I really prayed, and the Lord said it's you. <laughs> Pray again. <laughs> so I started the joy group. Nothing but fun hanging with the seniors, I'll tell you. A lot of fun. They had about 10 people that did a potluck on a Monday at noon. I didn't like it. I thought, ooh, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you know, I mean, at the time we had a church of 800 people and we had 10 seniors that came out on Monday at noon. I'm like, oh, this, and potluck. I mean, potlucks sometimes are good, you know, but when people don't really want to be there, they just throw something together, you know? You know what I'm saying? All you seniors that were there looking at me like, you better watch it, boy. Some of you seniors were there back then. And uh, so I said, hey, if you want to change what we're doing, you meet me in my office one night that week. You know what? Every one of all 10 of them came. So they didn't even like it. <laughs> so we, we, we got together and we changed it. We made it Monday afternoon at like four, five, and Delonda cooked, and they paid $5. They loved it. So we went from 10 to 35, 40 in one month because people didn't want to go to a potluck. But what I'm getting at is, you know, I served in a lot of different areas of the church, and some of them, it was to teach me. You know, God taught me how to really love through doing youth ministries. God taught me how to have a great marriage doing a marriage ministry. And God taught me how to just bless people doing the seniors ministry and to receive from people. Because when you hang around the seniors, you're going to learn. God will bless you with something through them. God has equipped them. So, I, I mean, I've done, after I've done all these ministries, I have been blessed. Amen. I have been blessed. And serving taught me how to have a great marriage and how to love and how to give. You know, that's what serving has taught me. But what makes you want to serve? This is an open question. We can have an open dialogue, just talk loud. What makes you want to serve? What? Love? Okay. Gratitude with compassion, obedience to God, heart for people. Anybody else? What makes you, Roberta, get up and come here early every Sunday morning and serve us cake and coffee? <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> That's probably half true, so we'll skip you. <laughs> you love your church family. Amen. Amen. And it shows. Jesus did it for you. Amen. Amen. Now, if we could just stick with that last one, or all of them, let them sink into your heart. But then what makes us not want to serve? Huh? Our sin? What? Time. It takes time, Isaiah. Huh? You got to come down here on Thursday. You got to rehearse for a couple hours, get here early on Sunday, and Rehearse and then practice and, yeah, and hang out. What else? What makes you not want to serve? Laziness. Laziness. Oh, I heard that twice. <laughs> We're on track now. Okay. Not feeling worthy. Not feeling worthy. Fear. What are you afraid of? 
What did you say, Tim? Fear of commitment. I still didn't understand you. Being self-centered. Anybody else? I didn't hear you. Stubbornness. Bad experiences. People are mean. Listen, you should not be mean in the church. <laughs> but it happens. What else? Anybody else? Hard to commit. Submit. Submit. So we know there's, there's reasons. As you saw here today, we have a lot of people serving in different areas. And, you know, because we're a very busy church. Watch that step. You okay, Dwayne? All right. <laughs> Did that step break? Okay. <laughs> we can fall on our knees in a little bit. But Jesus in this passage said something very powerful in verse 15. He said, For I've given you an example that you should do as I have done, done to you. He's given us an example that he wants us to follow, amen? It, it, the example given is more than just washing people's feet. It's the example was, no matter how great you are, you're still a servant to all. That's the example, because Jesus was the Son of God. And nobody washed their feet when they came in. And so what Jesus did is he served where the need was. What's the need? Well, Dwayne's new to those stairs, but Dwayne said, I'll serve where you need me. And I hope he comes back. <laughs> I'll serve where you need me, but this is what I like to do. So right now he's learning where we need sound men, media people. Because when Mario goes away, it's like I push the button and we're going to go on last week's setting. And that's what I do Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday when I come in and set up sound. I just push the button. We just go with it. We need people to fill, this, fill that in. So, as I said earlier, when they asked me to be a youth pastor, I didn't want to do it. But they asked me, are you called? Oh, absolutely. Are you anointed? Absolutely. Okay, then God can anoint you to do this. Amen? God can anoint you to do this. And he was right. It was an incredible time we had with the youth. Um, and then God moved me on. I called him one Sunday night. or Yeah, one Sunday night because when I was doing the youth meeting that week, we talked about not attending parties where there's drugs and alcohol going on. You know, because they said, is it okay that we go to parties where there's drugs and alcohol because we like to dance. We don't want to, you know, we're not going to do the drugs or the alcohol. And the Lord told me to tell them, light doesn't associate with the darkness. That's the scripture. So, no, it's, it's not good for you to go. And so this young lady stands up and she goes, 
Pastor Ron, what am I supposed to do? Both my parents are alcoholics, drunk all the time. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get away from it? Oh, man, my heart was broken. We just stopped right then and prayed. I didn't know what to say. So I called Pastor Dave. I said, I need to do, can I do a Sunday night service? He's like, why? I said, parents are jacking up their kids really bad. And we need to save them. I said, so I need to meet with parents. I need to have a marriage thing on Sunday nights because they're messing up their kids. They probably don't even know it. And we wonder why, you know, kids go do their own thing and stuff. It's because we, we messed them up. And we, we just need to get to the place where we care enough to do something about it. Amen? We, we've got to step up and step out. Jesus cared. He washed their feet. He modeled what he was asking them to do. I've just given you a bunch of things about myself that, that I've, been, um, I've been doing, and I didn't always like it. I didn't always want to do it. I didn't always want to step into that. You know, when I came back from living in China for a year, I came back and, man, I was the maintenance guy. I was cleaning the building until I met Anton. <laughs> Buddy, you want a job? <laughs> it was tough. But Jesus saw the need and he stepped into it. He was willing to give of himself when something needed to be done. He gave his life for each of us so that we could all be saved, amen? He served the Father for the need. He, he had even, though it was hard, he did it even though it was a hard thing to do. Very hard. Even though it took his life. He did it. He was willing. It was for love. Love for all of us. And obedience to him. But I want you to think about serving. The Lord truly during worship gave me that, that scripture. He who has clean hands and a pure heart not lifted his soul to an idol. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for servants that have clean hands and a pure heart. See, because if you know you're not clean, you know you don't have a pure heart yet, wait to serve. Get clean, get pure, amen? Take that time to come before the Lord and get rid of habits, get rid of stuff. Man, that was the first thing I did. I got rid of all my habits that I could, that I could think of. Because I just needed to be free. Because I didn't, I didn't feel worthy to serve. You know, because I spent a lot of years coming to church dirty. And leaving dirty. Because I didn't take the time to get clean. And therefore I did not want to serve. But once I got clean. I'd have been happy to open the door for you. That's all God ever wanted me to do. So let's just take a minute right now. We've, we've worshiped God today. We've given to the Lord. We've, I even read the scriptures and we waited on the Lord and we prayed. But maybe you're here today and you need to make a commitment to Jesus. You need 
the clean hands and the pure heart. You want to be made free and just be a part of the family of God. If that's you today, just wave your hand at me and, and just let me pray for you today. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, Father, you've seen all these hands go up right now. And I pray, Father God, that you set them free today from the things of this world. That, Lord, that their hearts would be purified by you. Father God, that their hands would be washed of the world. And, Lord, that you give them a new strength today, Father. That your hand be upon them, you comfort them, and you be with them today in Jesus' name. Father, that uh, today be the first day of the rest of their life. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Now, after the service, if you want to come talk to me, that'd be great, because I'm not done yet. (laughs) So don't get up and run on me. Out in the foyer, you may have seen when you came in, there were some tables. And on those tables are different ministries that need help. I know Delonda's got a women's conference coming up that she needs help with. She's also want you to sign up for the women's conference so that um, people are here when we have the conference. <laughs> it's $15 to go to that conference, so sign up and pay. With Delonda today, she'll be out in the foyer right afterwards and if you want to help and serve in women's ministries how many women we got in the house so you should all sign up today right Right? you're a woman in this house you're a woman in ministry amen so you should be in women's ministries and you say what is she going to ask me to do she might just ask you to come and smile once in a while and then we have um you know i i know we have a lot of people serving but i'm looking for a hundred percent i i believe that we all need to be serving and like i said i I get you know some people you're serving is is in your giving you know and i praise god for that that's you know i don't know how to honor that but praise god for that amen (laughs) i can't give your certificate because i don't know everything that happens so um thank you for that women's ministries looking for service children's ministries in need she says pastor i'm trying my best because you know we want to do wednesday night we want to open our nurseries so we have a place for nurseries so we need we we need mamas that can hold babies change a diaper once a month and you can sign up out there today with andy you can say i can do that i can hold a thing we need media people we need we need uh, musicians bob's leaving us you know, he's finally going to go and be a married man in Croatia. Yeah, so praise God for Bob. He's been a faithful servant to this house for so many years. But drummers are hard to find, you know. So, yeah. So we need, we need praise team workers. We need people to learn media. Ed, pop your head up. There's Ed. <laughs> Ed. Ed sits there and he makes sure our feed goes out on Facebook, YouTube, and whatever other channel I register for. So he gets it out there. He's doing it. So, but he needs help. You know, Ed's got four kids, and sometimes four kids, you know, you know, two or three of them might fall down at a time. So he's got to stay home and he's like, oh, you know, so then Mario's doing it and I set it up. So we, we need help there. It's really easy to learn. If I can learn it, anybody can learn it. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's a good or bad amen. <laughs> and then, um, you know, sound. We've got Dwayne up there learning right now, but we need more. We need people like camera people. Hey, JR, how you doing, man? Camera people, and Mike's running the other one right now. We do have another camera we'd like to get going. Uh, we need ushers. We need greeters. We need uh, people to serve in the food ministry. We need drivers in the food ministry. So Esperanza likes to go on vacation sometimes. I don't know why, Esperanza, but she's going to go see her mom for three weeks. So I'll be uh, filling in and driving a few days and some other people. So, But if you have a, a valid driver's license and insurance, <laughs> you know, there's... There's, you know, like I said, there's got to be things in place too, you know. So it takes a lot of people, though, to make the church work. And uh, I, I believe that everybody could do just a little bit, and that way it's not a lot of people doing a lot of bit. But it means, as I said, coming with a pure heart and getting involved. We want to help people to be ready for serving. And we want to serve the people that come to New Hope. Amen. So letting go of the things of the world and pressing into God for godly service is what we're looking for. Verse 17, he said, he said, if you know these things, blessed are you who do them. So serving comes with a blessing. Keep that in mind. Serving comes with a blessing. It's, it's one thing to know the word, but it's a whole nother level to do the word. And when you do the word and you follow in the footsteps of Jesus, I guarantee you will be blessed. Your spirit will be lifted. You will not experience the heaviness. You're just going to flow. But again, let's go back to the question I asked towards the beginning. What holds you back from serving? Now listen, those of you that are already serving, I'm not looking to get to do something else. I'm looking to inspire you today that if you haven't been doing anything, do a little something. Amen? I know even if you say, well, I can clean windows. Well, we'd love that too. <laughs> clean toilets, we'd love that too. You know, mop a floor, we'd love that too. What we want to do is follow in the steps of Jesus and be obedient to what he's calling us to. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, boy, before we pray, it's in my notes. One last slide. What does it say? Oh, it's too high. The church is not a cruise ship where a handful of people serve everyone else who is relaxing. No, the church is a battleship where it's all hands on deck and everyone serves the mission. Now let's pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you to be servants of the Most High God. And Lord, I pray that you would inspire us, Father God, to find a place where, where we can help in the ministry of this church. Lord, we thank you for all those that are serving already, Father, and some are overlapping into other areas. So I pray that, Lord, that you would supply the need today that we have to continue to flow and to continue to do what you've called us to do. Lord, let your anointing flow through us, and I pray you give every person revelation today in Jesus' name. Amen.